Blog Talk Radio. All right. Well, I thought about what I was going to sing tonight, and I've looked all through this songbook to find one that I just felt like I needed to sing. And I landed on this one. I know it's not really a regular congregation. It's more of an invitation uh, invitation song, but I tell you, I feel like we need it tonight. I want to sing, I need thee every hour. Just come on, sing along with me where you at. I need thee every hour, most gracious No tender voice like mine can be so I need thee, oh, I need thee every hour. I need thee, oh, bless thee now, my Savior. I I need thee every hour, save thou nearby. Temptation lose their power when thou art nigh. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee, oh, bless thee now, my Savior. I come to thee, I need thee every hour, in joy or pain, come quickly and provide for life in pain. I need thee, oh I need thee, every hour I need thee, So many hurting people today, and, and his his brother having just passed, and his nephew is still in the hospital on a ventilator. And we just pray for that the Stranger family. So much they've been through, and so much strength God has provided. And I saw and I witnessed that today. God just giving them strength above measure, and what a great God we serve, and how good He is to us in our times of need. And we just praise Him and thank Him for it. I tell you, it's been a tough day. It's been a really tough day, but I'm thankful for I'm thankful for prayer. I'm so thankful for prayer. Thankful for God's people. Thankful for people who who I've never seen face to face who prayed faithfully 
for Brother Tony and, and for and for others in our church who are suffering. And and I do want to I do want to lift up tonight Sister Bonnie Ennis and Brother Grant Ennis uh, as they are they are really having a tough go of it. Sister Bonnie, I spoke with her today, and uh, and she's she's feeling pretty rough. And and church, we've got to lift her up in prayer. Folks out there in Facebook land, lift up Sister Bonnie Ennis in prayer to the Lord tonight. Her husband Grant. He is uh, in hospice care. Uh, he is dealing with the later stages of pancreatic cancer, and uh, he's been real faithful to to teach Sunday school in our church, uh, even even though the cancer is uh, progressing. And he's he, he's been so faithful, but he's at the point now he's on, he's he's beginning to deal with quite a bit of pain. And we just pray that that God would just ease that pain and God would give him the peace that he needs. And uh, I just thank you for all your prayers. I thank you for your patience. And uh, God's going to see us through all this. He's going to, and we're going to come out of it on the other side. And I tell you, we're going we're, we're learning how to pray, folks. We're learning how to pray, church. We're learning really how to to pray with supplication. And 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 I and I'm telling you, we're getting we're getting it. We're getting the school on prayer, and it's going to make us stronger. God's going to make us stronger as we go through this. And I just I'm thankful for His grace. I tell you today, I was very thankful. For his mercy, I'm thankful for salvation through the blood of my Savior. Thankful to see that family knowing where where Brother Tony. Uh, we knew that he was in heaven, and there was there was peace because of that. And I'm I'm thankful. And I I don't see anybody on here tonight that I would think to myself they wouldn't know this. But but if there's somebody who watches us at a later time, and I want you to know there's 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 something wonderful about knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. There's peace. There's peace that passes all understanding. And uh, but I want you to pray for me. I, I have a song on my heart, and it has been all day. And I want to I want to send this out to uh, the Stranger family and all of us in our church family. All of us are hurting tonight. But maybe folks who are listening who are going through similar things uh, got got maybe a loved one who's having COVID, or maybe you've lost a loved one to COVID or, or to something else here recently. And uh, I just want to sing this song, and I hope it ministers. And I hope it helps you tonight.
said the God Your loved one lives God said So does yours I asked him where they are tonight He said be at peace my child They are in my life He said I know Did I not make you light on. I think we're going to get dark in here tonight. Much better. Much better. I was counting on that evening sun and it's just going to play out on me. All right. I want to get into the book of Proverbs. I'm sorry, in Psalms tonight. In Psalms, we're going to be in Psalm 121. So take your Bible and turn there with me tonight. Psalm 121. And, uh, I just want to say before I begin, I'm just amazed, God. God is so good. God's mercy is so rich, it's so real. And God is so on time. And when I say he's on time, you're going to see what I mean when we get into our scripture tonight. You know, I don't plan all these things. I don't I can't I can't plan things about how our 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 study through the scripture lines up with our lives. But I want to say tonight that, that God seems to have a way of doing that, that what we're going through in this life, in our real world life, we're going to deal with in this Bible. God is it's not a haphazard study of the word of God. When we study the Bible, the Bible will speak to us. The Holy Spirit of God uses scripture to meet us where we live, to meet us in our need to minister to us. That's what it does. Uh, that's that's how, that's that's not how, that's not all of how. I know, I know that I know that I know that it's the Word of God. But it's evidence to me that it's living and it's breathing, it's alive. When I run up on a problem of life, I don't have to search for days. God speaks to me from the Word of God. And he's going to do that tonight for you if you'll listen tonight. Psalm 121, and that's where we're going to find ourselves. Uh, it starts off, it says, A song of degrees. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, for whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The Lord shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. 
The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. Amen. And may the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word tonight. Let's go to the Lord in prayer tonight, and let's talk to him. Father, Lord, I come before your throne tonight. And, oh, Lord, we've, we've talked all day long. Lord, we've, we've, we've cried out. Lord, we've wept. We've, 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 we've prayed and we've groaned. Lord, we've, we've talked all day. And, Lord, I need you tonight as much as I've needed you all day. We come to the time of the reading of God's Word, the, the preaching of the Word, the teaching, when it comes to the time of feeding your people, Father. I plead with you, give me Holy Ghost power. I plead with you, give me unction from on high. Give me, Lord, wisdom. Help me tonight to speak. Lord, I want to minister. I want to help. I want to be a blessing. Lord, I want you to use me as an instrument in your hand for for righteousness' sake. Lord, for the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, magnify the Lord through me tonight. And Lord, help us to magnify the Lord together. I just praise you tonight, Lord. You're so good. Lord, your strength is equal, and if not, it is greater than each and every weakness we have. Your grace is sufficient for our every need. And, Lord, you do give that peace that passeth all understanding, and we praise you. We give you glory and honor tonight that you are the God above every name that's ever listed. Oh, you're, you're, you're a king of kings. You're Lord of lords. You're almighty God, and we love you, and we worship you, and we praise you tonight. We give you all the glory, and we lay ourselves at your feet, and we ask you tonight to meet with us. Minister to our hurting hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's good Again, it's good to be with you. Some of you tuning in tonight. Uh, Chasey Brown is watching with us tonight. Uh, I see Alex Hammond is on there tonight. And uh, I see Robert. I see Mom. And there are others that are tuning in. And, and again, Many others will watch after this broadcast ends, so so pray, continue to pray even after it's over for God to minister to hearts. But let's look tonight, as we looked at, again, we're in Psalm 121, and it says the beginning of a Psalm of Degrees. And Psalm 120, 121, all the way up to Psalm 134 are all these songs of degrees. And, uh, you know, life is a series of different, uh, different difficulties, different challenges, different situations, and I said last week that uh, I believe it was Spurgeon who said that Psalm 119, if you could call it a a continent of land, then Psalm 120 through 134 is a series of islands, and uh, meaning because Psalm 119 is all about the Word of God. It's, It's completely about the Word of God, and these these Psalms that come after uh, their 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 uh, their subjects are different. And last week we looked at the subject was distress. The psalmist was crying out to the Lord. He was in distress, and so it was all about distress. And 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 folks, I'm telling you, God ministers. God meets needs. God applies the medicine where it's needed. And then we come to Psalm 121, and we've come to the Psalm, the degree of divine aid that God is. He is our rescuer. We are kept by the Lord. God is the one who is going to, to be our comfort in our time of need. There's nobody else who can do what the Lord can do. And so let's get into it tonight, and we'll, we'll see what the Lord does and how long the Lord leads us in this. I've got four points on this tonight, and we'll probably not be 
uh, maybe as long as normal. But I want to say number one on this. Uh, we see the first thing, in the first two verses, we see that the Lord's power is before me. That's what David's saying. My Lord's power is before me. I know that the Lord can do all things. Uh, so we look, we see in verses 1 and 2, he says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Now, before I say anything, I come in. I'm not going to correct King James Bible because I don't correct the King James Bible. I let the King James Bible correct me. But when when it says here, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Uh, I want you to understand that that, that the psalmist is not saying my help is coming from the hills. I, I honestly believe he's asking the question. I know there's a period at the end of this sentence. And I'm not, again, I'm not critiquing the Bible. I'm not trying to critique the translators. I'm not trying to critique it. But I want you to understand that this is a question being asked, and the answer is in verse 2. But let's look at that. I, but, but again, let's, let's look at the hills, he says. He says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. Uh, maybe the hills are a reference to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ because we know that when the Lord comes back the second time and when he comes back the second time, we're not talking about the Lord calling his church out in the rapture, the calling away, catching away. We're not talking about that. We're talking about when he comes back, when he comes back with the saints of God behind him riding on a white horse and out of his mouth goes a two-edged sword and smites the enemies of God and fills that valley with, with blood to the horse's bridles. When he comes back and he sits upon the throne of David and rules and reigns for a thousand years, he's going to step foot down onto the Mount of Olives. He's going to split in two. Now, maybe David's referring, or maybe the psalmist, I'm not sure it's David. I hadn't really researched his weeks. It's been hectic and wild. But maybe he's referencing the second coming of Christ. I'm not really sure. But I, but I can tell you this. He's not looking for help from a hilltop or a mountaintop. Listen, I, I don't know whether you're familiar with hilltops and mountaintops in the Middle East, but I can tell you what, what's on top of the hilltops a lot of times. A lot of times there are pagan temples on top of the hilltops. Uh, that's, where, that's where the pagans would build their altars to worship their false gods is on the hilltops. They'd build groves. They'd build places of worship, they build their temples on the hilltop. Uh, that's, again, they, they felt like that was where it should be. But I'm going to tell you something. God's people know God doesn't live on the hilltop. Okay? The psalmist is, is asking where or who is the one who will keep me from stumbling along this life's journey. That's what he's asking. Verse 3 hints at that. Verse 5, he's kind of asking who will... Who will overshadow me as I go about this walk of my life? Uh, and, and who will be by my side? Verse 5 tells that. And who will keep me from evil? Verse 7 tells him that. And never leave me, nor forsake me. Verse 8, I'll cover that. So he's asking these questions. He's, he's crying out for help, and he's saying, he's saying who's going to help me? Again, we talked about distress in the last song. Now we're talking about divine aid. Who's coming to his rescue? Again, he's not crying out to a mountaintop for help, but he says, I will lift up mine eyes under the hills from whence cometh my help. So again, who's going to help me? Who's going to overshadow me? Who's going to be by my side? 
Who's going to keep me from evil? Who's going to never leave me and never forsake me? Verse 2 gives the answer. Verse 2 says, My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Now, let's, let's do some thinking here. If he's looking up to the hills, where does that place David? Or where does that place the psalmist? He's down in the valley. He's down in the valley. Now, we know the valley represents trials and temptations. The valley represents dark times. It's dark in the valley. The sun doesn't shine in a lot of places in the valley. It's a dark place. That's the valley of the shadow of death that the Bible talks about. And he's down there, and he's looking up. He's down in a holler, as they would say in, in North Carolina. He's down in a holler, in a deep, dark holler, and he's looking up past the hills toward the sky. And, and so he, he asks this question. Again, it's not the hills he's really looking to here, but to the one who made the hills. He's looking up beyond the hills. He's looking beyond the hills to the one who made the universe, the one who made all of it. Uh, see, I mean, because God made all of heaven and all of earth, all of it, but he's not looking to creation to save him. He's just looking down deep down in the valley up beyond the hills, and he's crying out, who is going to help me? Who is going to help me? Well, the Lord's going to help you. The Lord made it all. The Lord spoke every bit of it into existence. The Lord made me, and the Lord cares about me. The Lord made you, and he loves you, and he cares about you. God is omnipotent, all-powerful. He's able to do all things. He's omnipresent. He's always present. You can never go anywhere to escape his presence. And he's omniscient, which means he knows everything. He knows every thought we have. He knows every fear we have. He knows every doubt we have. He knows every hurt. God knows about everything we're going through today. God was there this morning. God's been there all afternoon. And God will be there tonight in the middle of the night. God will be there first thing in the morning. God will meet you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. Our help. The Lord is to come and bring us our help. He's great and powerful. Our God is. But I want to tell you something. He's powerful, but he's personal. He's very personal. The Bible tells us about it. In John chapter 1, Colossians 1 and Hebrews 1 tells us that over and over again. Let me read these to you tonight, church. Just let me comfort you a little bit. John 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. Without Christ, men are in darkness. Without Christ, men have no hope. Without Christ, men just stumble through the darkness throughout their whole life. But, oh, when we've got Christ... We've got the light of God in us. We've, we've got a hope that's steadfast and sure. And he said, the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And that doesn't mean the darkness didn't understand it. That meant the darkness couldn't stop the light. The darkness can't stop the light. I'm going to tell you, God, if God be for you, who can be against you? In Colossians chapter 1, the Bible talks about Jesus. It says, who is the image of of the invisible God. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The firstborn of every creature 
Oh, he, he, he did. He paid the debt for every one of us that we might have eternal life. He's the one, first one resurrected from the dead. I'll tell you something, folks. He bought and paid for us. He bought and paid for our resurrection. He bought and paid for our sins. Believe on him and trust him as your Savior if you have it. He said, for by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. That's so comforting for me to know that, that, that everything in this world is made for my Savior. Listen, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not down here serving some little, little God hoping that the big God doesn't get mad. No, no, no. I serve the God of all creation. I serve the God of the universe. I serve the only true God, Jesus Christ, our Savior, our, our Redeemer. The Bible said it was all things created by him and for him, everything. Oh, the devil's tried to disrupt every bit of it. The devil's tried to destroy everything because he hates God and he hates the Lord Jesus Christ. He hates all of us. And that's why this world's in such a mess. That's why sin has wrecked this old world. That's why disease runs rapid. That's why governments are corrupt. That's why people are cold and, and, and unfeeling at times. Why? Because Satan is running roughshod through this world. But I'm going to tell you something. He's not long for this world. Oh, no, this is my father's world. And, and, and someday soon, Jesus is coming to claim what's his. Jesus is coming. It's a seven-seal scroll that's going to be unrolled, and it's going to be rolled out, and God's going to, God's going to claim what's his. It said all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things. Before there was anything here, the Lord Jesus was there. And by him all things consist. Do you understand? He holds all this together. He holds our existence together. He holds it all into his hands. Every bit of it's in the Lord's hands. The Bible said he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Oh, he's to have first place in our life. He's to be held up above all things. He's not to be put on the back burner. We're not to put we're not to put work or school or play or anything else before the Lord Jesus Christ. He's to be center point of our life, the center post that we tie everything else in our life to. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross. Oh, he made peace in my heart. I'm going to tell you that moment that I trusted Jesus as my Savior, the moment that I put all my sins over on the Lord Jesus Christ and trusted him to pay the sin debt, the moment I did that, my sin was gone forevermore, washed away forevermore. Amen? He, had, he made peace through the blood of his cross. Amen? Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. And Jesus shed his blood, perfect blood, for my sins and yours. The Bible says the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself. He paid the debt for my sins. By him I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. He owns it all. He's in control of it all. We need not fret. We need not fear. Our Lord is in control of everything. And then we look at Hebrews. 
Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, the Bible says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse matters spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, and by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory. Do you hear that? He is the brightness of the glory of God. What we saw, what we see in the Word of God, what the disciples witnessed in person, what we see by the aid of the Holy Ghost of God in the Word of God, we see the bright, uh, the express uh, glory of His person, the brightness of His glory, the express image of His person. He is God in flesh walking among us. He is God put on the pages of the Word of God for us to, to read and understand and get to know and love and commune with in upholding all things by the word of his power. He's upholding me today by the word of his power. I'm going to tell you, my heart hurts. My heart's heavy. I, 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 have, I have shed many tears today. And God's held me together. God is, is held. And I saw him hold that family, the Stringer family, together today. Oh, what grace God gave. Oh, what grace. I'm so, I'm so thankful to God. I'm so thankful for his mercy. The Bible says, upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had him by himself purged our sins. Hallelujah. I, my sins are gone. I've been set free from the penalty of sin and death. He sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Sat down next to the Father. His work finished. But no, his earthly work finished. But he ever liveth to make intercession for us. There is a higher throne than this earth can ever find. There, there's a higher throne from a mountaintop. Oh, that, that mountaintop is nothing. Oh, no, it's all God's. His power is ever before us, and he's all-powerful. Number two, the psalmist tells us here, and we'll look at verses three and four. We see that he's saying, my Lord's providence is with me. God provides for me. God makes sure that I'm taken care of. I, I love that. Amen. The Bible says, verse three and four, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. You notice, if, you, if, you, if you're reading along in your Bible, you may notice he changed from talking in the first person, which he did there in, in the first two verses. He said, I will, my help. But he's, he's changed here, and he says, he will not suffer thy foot, he that keepeth thee. One of my slumber. He's he's talking to himself in the third person. He's he's reassuring himself. Folks, that's what we need to do with the word of God. We need to speak it to ourselves and reassure ourselves that God is in control. When the devil tries to throw his doubt, his his darts of doubt at us, when he tries to come at us and overwhelm us, we need to we need to remind him that our God is in control. And our God has us in the palm of his hand. And our God's holding us up with his everlasting arms. <clears throat> I want you to notice here, too, in these two verses, verses 3 and 4, there's four negatives that appear here. He says, he will not suffer. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. He that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. So he put four negatives in those verses. He's saying some things he will not do. What will he not do? These four negatives are crucial to what these to to what these verses are saying. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He's saying, 
Lord said, I will not allow you to slip. I won't, I won't allow you to slide. And remember, we're walking a straight and narrow way with the Lord. It's, 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 it's a rocky. He talks about, he talks about the conies in, 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 in the Psalms. And when he's talking about the conies, he's talking about the mountain goats that live up on the side of the cliffs. And I don't know if you've ever witnessed these mountain goats that live on the side of cliffs, but they dig their heels in and they lean against the rocks and they, and they, they travel up the side of a rock face. It's incredible how God has made these creatures to be able to do that. But God literally is saying, I'll make sure you're okay just like they are. I'm going to make sure your foot doesn't slide. I'm going to make sure your foot doesn't slip. I'm going to make sure you don't stagger along your way. I'm going to make sure that you're not shaking as you go. God is going to take care of me and you as we travel. There will be hurt. There will be pain. There will be grief. But God promised that he is going to take us through it all. God's going to hold us together and get us through it all. He didn't promise us a life without pain. He didn't promise us a life without heartaches. But he promised us that his grace would be sufficient for us in our time of need. He's telling us that there's a moment-by-moment watchfulness over us. Moment-by-moment. That God is literally watching over me and you every moment. You know, I, I think some people get the idea that, you know, God knows I'm down here. And every now and then he pays attention to me. But they don't realize just how much he's paying attention, just how much he's, he's lovingly caring for all of us. He guards us. The Bible's telling us here in these, in these verses that, that providentially, by providing for us, He's, he guards us and he guides us. He keeps us. I want you to notice it's there twice. It's there twice in, in verse, once in verse 3. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Verse 4, it says, Behold, he that keepeth Israel. God is not just letting us roam free without his care. He's the shepherd. He keeps us. He watches over us. He protects us. He provides for us. This is... This is the psalmist, and this is David. This is a shepherd talking about a shepherd's care. Um, but again, twice he says that. Why does God repeat something? God wants you to pay attention. When God repeats things, God is saying, you need to pay attention to this word. You need to pay attention to what I'm saying. He's saying, I guard you, I guide you, I've got you, I'm keeping you. You know, over in Jude, the same thing is brought out, the same part of God's character of keeping and protecting is brought out, but it's applied to the security of the believer in salvation, not just keeping us as far as the affairs of our life on a day-to-day basis, but God keeps us unto salvation. I want you to see that in Jude, there's only one chapter, but in verses 24 and 25, the Bible says, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. That means you cannot fall from grace. God is able to keep you from falling. I've heard so many people say to me, well, I know I'm in God's hands, but what if I jump out? Or what if I fall out? Let me tell you, God is able to keep you from falling. In, that verse, in verse John 10, 28, when he says, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. I've told you this before, but he's talking about something that's in there being held on to, not something that's laying in a hand and hope it doesn't fall out or jump out. God has us. He's able to keep you from falling and present you faultless 
before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Let's don't breeze past that. Let's get all this. Let's wring out every drop from that, okay? Now unto him, the Lord Jesus, able to keep me from falling. He, I, it's not dependent upon me. It's not, well, well, Brandon, you messed up. You failed from grace. No, I'm not going to fall because the Lord's keeping me from it. My relationship with him is keeping me from it. His relationship with me, should I say, he sealed me with the Holy, with the Holy Spirit of promise, the Bible says. I'm in his hands, in, in the Lord Jesus' hand, in his hands, in the Father's hand. He said, I and my Father are one. And again, I'm sealed by the Spirit of God under the day of redemption. So I am in a three-fold seal, and the devil cannot get to me. In order for the devil to get to me, he'd have to defeat the Father, he'd have to defeat the Son, and he'd have to defeat the Holy Ghost. And he's already a loser, and we know that. He's not going to win. He can't have your soul if you're a child of God. Praise God for eternal security of the blood-washed believer. Amen? So he said, he's able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory. So when we, when we stand before the Lord Jesus Christ someday, there won't be any doubt. There won't be any fear. There won't be any worry about sin. Sin is done. It's gone. It's judged. Our sin was judged on Calvary. When Jesus cried out from the cross, it is finished. When he cried the word to Telestai, he was saying, paid it in full, or it is finished. All of it, all of our sins paid for. Everyone who will ever come through the blood of Jesus, every one of our sins paid for on the cross of Calvary. He's able to present you faultless, without a spot or stain. Why? Because you've been washed in his blood, faultless before the presence of his glory. That means in heaven with exceeding joy. He's not a bit ashamed of you. He's not a bit afraid or ashamed to call you his own. The Lord Jesus, he paid the price. So with rejoicing, with exceeding joy, he's going to say, these are mine. These, Father, are mine and thine. Hallelujah. Praise God for my Savior. Praise God for a no-so salvation. I'm thankful tonight that I'm not in doubt as to whether God can save me to the uttermost. I'm thankful tonight I'm not afraid of slipping away from God. I thank God tonight that I can't tear it up. I can't mess it up. I can't ruin it. God is the one who keeps me. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Bible says, Do not suffer thy foot to be moved. In other words, we can't fall. We cannot fall. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Let me say something to you tonight. God never sleeps. Hallelujah. God never sleeps. You know, every you know, there was a man on this earth at one time named Buddha. I don't know who he was, don't know nothing about him. But you know what he had to do? He had to sleep. There was a man on this earth by one by the name of Confucius. There's a lot of Oriental folks think he was a god. But I'm gonna tell you something. Guess what? He had to sleep. There was a guy that used to fellow used people over in the Middle East used to used to follow and fall down and bow down to named Mahatma Gandhi. But let me tell you something. Gandhi had to sleep too. Every single person, Joseph Smith, Charles Taze, Russell, Mary Baker, Eddie, uh, 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 Zoroaster, you can name it, down through history, all of, the, all of the false gods, every one of them. You know what happened the other day? They laid their head down on something and they went to sleep. But God doesn't sleep because God doesn't have to. Pagan gods, false gods have to rest, but our God never sleeps. Not Jehovah God. The Bible says two times here in this verse, again, re- repetition. God wants you to get it. He's saying twice in here, he doesn't 
slumber. That means God does not all. All right, we lost it there for just a second, but we're back. I'm hoping you, you're back with me. But, uh, again, the word slumber there, it means it means doze off. God doesn't doze off. God never takes a nap. God doesn't go to sleep. Amen? The Bible says in Psalm 34, verse 15, The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open under their cry. So no matter when you find yourself in need, morning, noon, or night, in the middle of the night, when you can't sleep, know that God isn't sleeping. No. Know that your Father has been watching you. He's been there watching you, tossing and turning, trying to sleep, waiting for you to get up and talk to him. When your heart's heavy, when your heart's hurting, oh, God's shoulders are big. God's shoulders are able. The Bible tells us over First Peter, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Again, we talked about the very first, the very first point. We talked about the Lord's power being before us. Uh, we talked in, in the second point about the Lord's providence being with us. But thirdly, we come to number three. We come down to the Lord's presence being beside us. The Lord's presence being beside us. Verse 5 and 6, the Bible says, The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. This verse here is is to give us some peace and assurance as well. Uh, The theologian Warren Wiersbe, he says it this way. He He says, our keeper is on a throne looking down on us, but he's also at our side to shield us from all harm. I don't want us to get the idea that God is way off up in heaven and he's unapproachable, he's so far away that he can't understand what we're going through. Again, God is omnipresent. That means although he's seated in heaven, although God is there in heaven, although all our loved ones who've gone home before are there with the Lord in heaven rejoicing in his presence, at the same time, he's omnipresent, so he's able to be right here with us here on earth at the very same time. You say, I don't understand that. Well, some things we can't understand. Some things we have to accept by faith, and we just have to trust that God's word is true in what it says. And God tells us that. God tells us that he he keeps us and he he guides us at the same time. And he's there to to protect us. Uh, It says in verse 5, The Lord is thy keeper, the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. That word shade, uh, well, shade, I know if you're out working the sun all day, you appreciate some shade. Uh, I used to work when I was a young man. I worked for a a paving company, and uh, we paved the highway between uh, Blossom and Detroit. And I remember that. It was in the summertime, and I remember I was a flagman. Me and my, my friend from Arkansas came down to stay with me, and we worked. We were flagging traffic on Highway 82. And I'm going to tell you, that was the hottest job I think I've ever had. And we'd come to a piece of the road, patch the road over in the afternoon with the sun, a tree would, the shade of a tree would cover the road. Oh, what a relief that shade is. What a blessing that shade is to block you from the heat of the sun. And God is our shade, the Bible says, upon our right hand. God's presence is there 
to, to give us comfort. I'm going to tell you, when I was a kid, I could go anywhere with my dad. I never worried about anything because he was there with me. I knew that his his presence would be a protection for me, that he was so big, much bigger than me, so much stronger than me, that he, he could handle any situation. I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to worry about what we were going to get into, what we were going to run across, because I knew that my daddy could handle anything that came along. And I'm going to say something to you right now. Listen, I don't worry now because my father in heaven is so much stronger than my earthly daddy ever thought about being. My earth, my earthly daddy, he thought he was that strong, but he wasn't. Oh, no. He, he, he was just as weak as any of us on the inside. He needed the Lord, too. All of us need him. I want to tell you something tonight. God is able to meet your need. God is able to be right there where you are, and God is able to address your need and meet it fully. God loves you. God wants to help you. God wants to minister to your heart. So many of us. I see Miss Joy Grimmett on here from Buckner, Arkansas. Praise the Lord. It's good to see you on there, sister. Her daughter, uh, Megan, is here in Paris, and she's and she's dealing with COVID, and we want to lift her up in prayer as well. Uh, Megan, uh, and we just thank God for Miss Joy. She's been such a blessing to me. But let me get back into this. I want, like again, I said, God is our shade. He's our shade. And we stand in his shade. We know we're protected. God said he's our shade on our right hand. And then saying on our right hand, it's talking about in our personal presence. You can't have shade right beside you if it's not there. And God's there. Though he sits on his throne in heaven, God is right there with us to be our shade, to be our personal protection. Uh, he talks about the sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The sun and the moon, they stand for the dangers that come during the day. And during the night, I know when I was a kid, I didn't like to go out to the trash. My my daughter last night told me she said I don't want to go out. To, I don't want to go out to your truck because it's dark and there might be something out there. I said, well, it's the same things out there at night as they are during the day. But I couldn't convince her. And I remember when I was young too. Uh, you go to the trash can, and on the way back, it felt like something was about that far from the back of your neck. Listen, God says I'll be your protection in the dark. I'll be your protection in the light. You don't have to. You don't have to fret either way. I've got you. I'm going to take care of you. He's right there beside me, always. 13.5 says, let your conversation or the way you live your life is what that means, the way you conduct your life. Let it be without covetousness. We ought not look around and wish we had what others had and not be satisfied with what we have. He says, be content with such things as you have. Don't spend your life chasing after some some dream of all these material things that's somehow going to bless you. That's not what you really need. All those things, those things will be gone someday. No, he says, he says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. But all those things are going to be gone. I'm going to tell you something. In the end, all we have is the Lord, and he's all we need. I praise God that he's right there with me. He's, 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 Again, he's watching over me, but he's also right there protecting me. He's my shade right beside me. He's there to guard me by day and by night. I'm promised his presence. I'm promised it day and night. I'm promised it month to month. I'm promised it year to year. Amen? But you know what? It's more than that. It's minute by minute. And it's even more than that. It's second by second. Moment by moment. Heartbeat by heartbeat. My Father is there with me. My Father loves me. And my Father helps me. And he'll help you too. 
and he'll comfort your heart, and he'll lift you up. He will, and he will encourage you, and he will use you, and he will give you a purpose for your life. <clears throat> Again, he's there moment by moment. Psalm 91, 1 and 2. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Do you dwell there? In the secret place of the Most High. You know, that's not, that's, you can't find the secret, I want to tell you, you can't, I ain't got my phone, I'm looking at my phone, I can't grab it, but you can't find the secret place of the Most High staring at your phone. You can't find the secret place of the Most High looking at your television. You won't find the secret place of the Most High while you're casting, I know some people think, oh yeah, I can get with God when I'm casting the fishing rod, but God's, God's more important than that fishing rod. Some say, oh, I get out in the woods hunting, and that's when I get along with God. Well, you can get along with God there, but you can also get along with God in the church house. You can get along with God in your car. You can get along with God anywhere. You don't have to be out in nature to do that. Uh, some people talk like it's the only place they can. No, we can dwell in the secret place of the Most High, though we're around a crowd of people. We don't have to be alone to be in the secret place of the Most High. We, we, we get there, so we go alone with God sometimes to get that access to that secret place of the Most High. When we come to Him and we lay our hearts bare before Him and we confess our sins to Him and we cry out for that deliverance that we need and God sends that divine aid. God sends that relief we need. God sends to us His presence and His comfort. God wraps us in His mercy and His grace and His love. And God puts us in that secret place of the Most High and we can walk in it and we can dwell in it no matter where we are, no matter who we are around. He says, he shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. There's that shade. Amen. There's that shadow that he talks about, that shade that's right beside us. If we dwell in the secret place of the Almighty, we'll abide under his shadow. What a place to be protected by him, provided for by him. He said, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. It's my place of shelter, my place of safety. He's my fortress, he said. That's where I go to be protected from everything that would come against me. He said he's my God in whom I will trust. No matter what. No matter what. In good times and bad. I'll trust in the Lord no matter what. Number four, our last point. I see in verse seven and eight, my Lord's protection is around me. Verse 7 and 8 said, The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going in, going out and thy coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. Three times he says, preserve. Amen. We're, I want to tell you something. We're preserved by the Lord. If you're in Christ, if you have come to Jesus at some point in your life, confessing your sins, Asking him with a repentant heart, Lord, I want, I'm turning to you. I'm confessing my sins. I'm asking you to forgive me. I'm asking you to wash me clean in your blood. I'm asking you for your blood to wash my sins away. I know you died on the cross. I know you paid my sin debt. I know they buried you, but you were resurrected because it's done. It's finished, and it pleased God, and God resurrected you from the grave. You're alive forevermore. You're exalted on high, seated at the right hand of the Father. I know that. And because of that, I'm preserved. Amen. I'm preserved. He has preserved me. It means I'm not holding myself 
cured. You know, I, I heard a great illustration. Um, speaking of, of uh, Calvinism and the acrostic tulip, the last one, that T, it's, it, it stands for the preservation of the saints. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, the, the, the perseverance of the saints, that we're to persevere. Listen, I'm not persevering. He has preserved me. And I'm sure somebody on here listening may one of you ladies has has put up some food in canning jars this year. And let's just say for the sake of argument that you're canning peaches. When you put those peaches in the jar and you leave the half inch of room from the top and all that and put the lids on and you put them in the boiling water and all that and then they, they pop and put the, screw the lids down. So the peaches keeping themselves good. It's the lid, right? It's the lid that makes the seal. It's the lid that's keeping the germs out and keeping the freshness in. So the peaches are not persevering in there going, well, we got to keep the germs out. Let's push all that bad air out. No, they're just there being peaches. It's that canning lid seal on that, on that top lid under that screw-down ring. That seal is what keeps anything in that jar from going bad. And I want you to know tonight, we are not we are not persevering to stay saved. We are preserved. Amen. We're sealed by that Holy Spirit of promise. We have his protection all around us. <clears throat> to be kept from all evil, as the Bible is talking about here, he shall preserve thee from all evil. It doesn't imply that we're going to face a trouble-free life. Of course not. Jesus said in this world, you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world, and we're in him. So we can have victory over this world. <clears throat> it's not Again, it's not saying we're going to have a, a trouble-free life. But what it is promising us is promising us a well-protected life. Psalm 23, verse 4. He said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He didn't say we wouldn't go down through that valley. We, are, we, we will go through that valley. Every one of us must pass through that valley. But in that valley, he's promised us a table for, spread before us in the presence of our enemies. I want to tell you something. Someone might say, Brother Tony lost the battle. I'm going to tell you, Tony, Tony gained the victory. Tony gained the victory. Satan did all he could. He threw everything he could. But I'm going to tell you something. Tony was in God's hands. And when God said it was time to come home, he took Tony home. And all the disease in the world couldn't touch him beyond that point. All the germs in the world couldn't touch him beyond that point. Oh, no. God's got him. God's got him. God, God. God's got him, and he's seen things that we've only read about, we've only preached about, we've only shouted about. He's experienced it now, and we give God glory. Even though our hearts are grieved, even though our hearts are hurting, even though we feel such great loss and we, we grieve for the Stranger family, we grieve for all the friends of the family, everyone that knew Brother Tony. But I'm telling you something tonight. Tony will tell you tonight, don't grieve for me. Don't grieve for me. This is where I want to be. This is where I've been waiting to be. He's with the Lord Jesus Christ, and I rejoice in that. 
again, to be kept from evil in this life. It doesn't imply a trouble-free life, but it, 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 it implies a well-protected life. He's got us. His rod and his staff are protecting us in the midst of all the things that we face. Also, his protection around us, it embraces, it embraces the truth of a story like Joseph's. Now, you remember the story of Joseph? His brothers, they were jealous of him. And I'm not going to all the details, but they sold him off into slavery to, a, to some slave traders who took him on to Egypt. They told his dad that he had died, took him on to Egypt, and uh, through a series of events that God orchestrated, he wound up second in command in Egypt, uh, only, second only under Pharaoh, could do anything except, except take the kingdom away from Pharaoh. Because of God giving him visions and dreams, he was able to... Uh, save uh, the, the children of Israel, save uh, the, the uh, Egyptian people from famine. And when his brothers came down to get grain, uh, they didn't know it was Joseph at first. But uh, after he revealed himself to them, he made this statement in, in Genesis 50, verse 20. He said, but as for you, talking about his brothers, ye thought evil against me when they, put, when they, when they sold him off. They wanted to get rid of him. He said, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. And we don't understand God's plan while we're walking through it. We, don't look, at, we look at it and we say, I don't understand what you're doing. And I told God that today. I said, I, I, I accept what you're doing, but I don't understand it. I don't agree because I don't understand, but I trust you. I love you. I believe you. I trust you, even though I can't understand it right now, and, and, and my heart hurts. God, please help me understand. I know it's a part of your perfect will that we can't understand, not until you show it to us. And Joseph, again, in the midst of all the trials he went through, when he was in Potiphar's house, and Potiphar's wife was trying to, she was trying to put moves on him, and he ended up in prison for something he didn't even do. He, he was trying to stay, stay right before God, and he ended, up, he ended up in prison for something he didn't even do. So all of that, he just kept his eyes on the Lord. And the Lord took him from the, uh, took him from the prison to the palace and within 30 minutes' time. And God used him to, to save the children of Israel from starvation and the people of Egypt from starvation. His protection is around you. You can't see what he's doing all the time. God doesn't show us everything. He gives us enough light to walk in. But God is in control. Even though, again, we look at things sometimes, we say things are just out of control. God knows what he's doing. And I want to tell you about this protection being around us. This, this idea that the Lord's protection is always around me, it claims Romans 8, 35-39. I'm going to read that to you. Paul said in Romans 8, 35 and following, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Can anybody take the love of Christ away from you? He said, shall tribulation, shall trouble that comes into your life, can they take away the love of Christ from you? Not if you know him as your Savior. There's no trouble that I'm going to ever face in my life that I'm going to say, well, that's it. I'm done. I'm walking away from Jesus. Oh, no, 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 my friend. I need him more than ever. I need him more than ever. He said, shall distress. Distress, trouble, I don't know what to do. No, because I know God's in control. Shall, shall persecution, 
Oh, no, because they hate me for Christ's sake if they hate me. Because I'm going to love them back. They're going to hate me. I'm still going to love them back for Christ's sake. So famine? No. No, I, I, listen, if, 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 we, if, we come, if we face a time of famine, I can't turn my back on the Lord. I can't turn my back on the bread of life just because there's not much bread to eat. He says, show. Show nakedness, not having clothes to put on, peril, being in awful times, awful troubles, sword being under attack from, from in wartime. Can any of those things separate me from the love of Christ? No, because he made me a new creature in Christ Jesus. He says, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Listen, we're not, we're not strong. We're not on our own. We, we're not, listen, we can, if, if the whole government turned against Christians tomorrow and said, we are, we are, we are executing Christians as of next Monday, what would we do? Form an armed revolt? I don't think so. I don't think we would. I don't know that we could escape it. We would probably uh, have to have to. Uh, we probably have to die for Christ's sake, wouldn't we? But if we did, what glory there would be in in, in laying down our life for His sake? He said, "Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us." Paul finishes, and again, we're more than conquerors. Why? Because of what that we've done? Nothing. Because of all that he's done, we're more than conquerors. We can't hold up one thing that we've done and say, right here, Lord, this is it. This is what makes me deserving. Nothing I have ever done was worth what he's done for me. I'm not saved. I'm not blessed. I'm not cared for based on my merits. I have all those blessings because of who I serve. And God is sufficient. Paul said in the last two verses, he said, for I'm persuaded. That means nothing going to talk me out of this. That neither death nor life, whether I die or whether I live, can't separate me from the love of Jesus Christ. Whether nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, angels nor devils, neither one can change what I have in Jesus. They can't separate me from my Savior. He said, nor power, or he said, nor things present, nor things to come. Nothing that's going on here on earth today can separate me from the Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing that's going to happen in the future can separate me from my Savior. Nor height, nor depth. I, there's nothing in heaven, there's nothing in hell that can separate me from my Lord Jesus Christ nor any other creature. There's nothing walking around here on earth that's able to separate me from my Lord Jesus Christ. There ain't a person on this earth who could do anything to take my salvation from me. Nobody can take Jesus out of my heart, not even me, my friend, because I am not the same. He made me new. He changed me, and I've never been the same. Praise God. I I have something to live for, and I have something to live unto. He said, none of these things shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Again, first of all, he said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? He finishes by saying, 
None of these things can separate us from the love of God. It's not us loving him that it's saying will separate us from. It's him loving us. I could, I could, I could get down and get bitter and, and be bitter toward God, but I'm going to tell you something. Even if I got bitter, which I'm not going to get bitter toward God, but if I got bitter toward God, it wouldn't stop God from loving me because God's love is not conditional. God's love is unconditional. I don't, I don't recommend that you get better against God, but I'm saying to you, I want you to understand how secure you are in Christ Jesus. If you are a child of God, you are sealed and secure forevermore. God has us in his protection. Amen. This is the divine aid that the psalmist is crying out for. He said that the Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth. Every aspect of your life, God has planned out. The beginning, the middle, and the end. It's all planned out. God's got it. He's taking care of it. He's guiding it from above, and he's there walking beside you to make sure everything is provided and taken care of and protected. He loves you, my friends. He loves you so much. And I want to say one more thing before we're done. Again, it draws attention to the little details of life. Our going out and coming in. That's the daily stuff. And I've talked to some people who said, you know, I, I know we should pray about the big things in life, but I don't want to bother things with the little details. Don't sell yourself short. Can I say to you that God is in the business of answering big prayers, but God is also in the business of answering little prayers? Our Heavenly Father, the Bible tells us, he knows how many hairs are on our head at any given time. He also knows how many seashells are on the beaches around the world. He knows how many grains of sand are on the beaches. God knows how many cells are in your body. He knows everything about you. He knows about all the little details. If God cares about all that, surely God can handle anything you could bring his way tonight. So I know, again, I know our hearts are heavy tonight. I know our hearts have been broken. I know tears have been shed. I know there are unanswered questions. But I mean, I just want to get this stressed to you. God will reveal all these things to us in his time. God will show us the why in his time. Trust him. When you can't understand him, trust him. God will be there even when you can't see him. Even when you can't feel him, he's there. He never leaves. He'll never forsake you. What a love, what a Savior, what a God we serve. And I want to thank you for listening tonight. I want to thank you all those who are still listening, tuned in, and, and those who called in and listened on the broadcast. Thank you for listening. We're going to be back in the pulpit this Sunday. But I want to say, even though we'll be back in the pulpit this Sunday, we're going to, we're going to put this up on a mic stand, and we're going to have Facebook Live going during our service. So even, even if you're if maybe you're home and you're not able to attend your church, uh, you don't have a live service, I want you to tune in and be there with us. Uh, we'll be there Wednesday night. We'll be there Sunday. We'll be there this Sunday and, and, and the days following. So tune in each time. We're, we're live, and we'll let you know ahead of time that we're going to go live. But uh, we want to be a blessing to as many people as we can be. We're trying to be. I just want to serve the Lord until he comes. 
I just want to help people till the Lord comes. Pray for me. Pray for our church. Pray for the people of our church. We've got good people there that love Jesus, and a lot of them are really going through some hardships. A lot of them are really going through some heartaches and suffering, and they need they need your prayers. Would you pray for me to know, pray with me tonight and for me? I need your prayers. Uh, I'm certainly not the neediest of the bunch, but I need your prayers. Pray with me for our people. Let's do that right now. Father in heaven, Lord God, I pray for the folks in our church who are suffering tonight. Lord, I pray for Tammy Stringer. I pray for her children and grandchildren and her, her, all her family members. Lord, I pray for them tonight. They're hurting over the loss of, uh, of Brother Tony and his brother. Oh, God, help them. Comfort their hearts. Lord God, be there, meet their need. Be their sufficiency in all things. Lord God, send comfort. And Lord, I pray that you let them know that, that you are able to do all things. Lord, reassure them. Lord, for the other members of our church, some who are going through serious difficulty with COVID, Sister Bonnie, we pray for her tonight. Lord, we pray, Father, that you heal her. Father God, we pray for the rest who are most everyone else is coming through it okay. Lord, we pray for all of them. We pray, Lord, for, for every one of them, Lord, to get their strength back. Lord, we pray, Father, Lord, I see names on here tonight. I know, again, Miss Joy's daughter, we pray for her tonight. We pray, Lord, for you to help her, Lord. Uh, Major Roberts is watching, Lord. I know her and her husband are, are dealing with COVID. And, Father, I pray you touch them and heal them. Lord, Brother Scott's on here. I see him, Lord. Please, please touch him. Lord, each and every one. Dean, Lord, I pray for Dean. Lord, you know his the difficulties he's going through. Touch him and help him, Lord. And, Lord, I pray you... Lord, I pray that your people would lift him up in prayer as well. Oh, Lord God, we need you tonight. We know that you're able. We know you're a God that hears. The Bible says you're a God that hears prayer, and it also said that you're a God that answers prayer. Lord God, we know it has to be in your will, but, Father, we pray that your will be done, and we pray you send healing, and you speed it quickly. Lord God, keep us together. Keep our hearts and minds focused and centered on Jesus Christ. Keep us in the secret place of the Almighty. And, Lord, until we come together again, we praise you. We give you glory. We thank you, Lord, for being our God and being so faithful. Lord God, thank you so much. We praise you. We give you all the glory. And we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. It's been a blessing. And I hope maybe some, something helped tonight. And I uh, look forward to seeing those of you Sunday who will tune in and be with us. And those of you can be there in person. Again, we're going to meet at 11. Uh, for the morning service. I don't think we'll have Sunday school this week. We'll meet there for that hour, and uh, we look forward to you being there. And uh, until then, we'll see you. God bless you, and have a good evening.
Look at this woman in her underwear. Off everything. Sir? So 30% off everything. Can you get her? Yeah. You might think. For trash or work. Oh. Still a blog call. Sure. 